Welcome to Friends and Daggers, the daily vlogcast that opens up the scriptures and helps us understand the person and the work of Jesus. Now, we've been speaking about how this, uh, this angel of the Lord appeared to Moses in the burning bush and how we uh, have equated that with God himself, the second person of the Trinity, that God is concerned about his people, that they are in slavery and bondage, and he's going to come down and he's going to rescue them. Now, this is, again, uh, the work of a triune God. And the themes of this triune God are found in the books of Moses. He is a God who creates, and not just creates, but, but recreates, especially when the devil has come to corrupt. That he is a God who redeems, or you could say delivers, or, or saves. And we're going to see that specifically in the book of Exodus. That he is a God who makes, makes his people holy and that he cleanses them, that he brings them into the family of God. And so uh, these Old Testament accounts of real events are going to speak and uh, show us again that they are just uh, shadows of the deeper reality of the work of God. The reality being the person and the work of Jesus, that the triune God in Jesus will not only create but recreate us. We're new creations in Jesus, that he will redeem us and buy us back and and free us from slavery, and that we will receive the holiness of Jesus, that he'll make us holy. And all of this is in contrast to the work of the unholy trinity, which is the devil and the world and our own sinful flesh. And those uh, three enemies come to to murder and to kill and to corrupt and to destroy, uh, to lead us into idolatry and sin and and great shame, uh, to put us into slavery, to to separate and alienate us from God. Uh, They lie, they deceive, uh, they want to create misbelief and unbelief and lead us into despair. But again, the triune God is always working on our behalf to recreate and to provide and to protect, to, to redeem and buy us back and to, to make us holy. So the story of the Exodus, it's a real story. It's a real account, but we're going to find out that it's just a shadow. It's a story and account pointing to a deeper reality, the real Exodus, which we will find to be accomplished in Jesus. So in Exodus chapter 3, from the burning bush, God, uh, the angel of the Lord, the second person of the Trinity, God himself, speaks to Moses and says, I have indeed seen this misery of my people, and I have heard their their cries, and I'm concerned about them, and I'm going to come down, and I'm going to rescue them. I'm going to bring them up out of the land of slavery. So we can can hear that in a, a physical way but we also hear it in a deeper spiritual way. So the physical way is that there are the people of God, the family of Abraham and Isaac, in bondage and and in slavery. And God desires to come and to deliver them and to set them free from their physical captors. And he wants to lead them and guide them. And he does so through the wilderness. And he he provides for them with, with manna and quail and water. And he leads them. And he is uh, promised to be with them. And he eventually then brings them into the promised land. Now, again, Colossians chapter 2, Scripture, interpreting Scripture, gives us this insight to think about shadows and reality. And Paul says, 
So don't let anyone judge you by what you eat or drink or with regard to a religious festival, a new moon celebration, or a Sabbath day. So Paul's saying all those things that were given to the people of God in their wandering, the the Sabbath days, the, the feast and the festivals, he says in verse 17 of Colossians chapter 2, that all of those are a shadow of the things that were to come. The reality is found in Jesus. And so there is a physical exodus. There is a physical bringing out of Egypt, a physical crossing through the Red Sea. Yes, it did happen. And God brings the people out to bring them into a relationship with himself. But there's a deeper reality here. And that's what we look at from Paul's words, shadow reality. That there is a spiritual exodus, a spiritual being brought out of slavery slavery and being brought into the family of God. Again, the scripture helps us interpret the scripture. We see this referenced in uh, the transfiguration. There's Moses and Elijah. And you can find those accounts in the Gospel of Matthew, chapter 17, and Luke 9. So Moses and Elijah uh, appear to to Jesus on this mount of transfiguration. They, They see, the disciples see these two figures talking with Jesus. Luke tells us what they're talking about. It says here, Luke chapter 9, verse 30 and 31, Two men, Moses and Elijah, appeared in glorious splendor, talking with Jesus. And here's what they were talking about. They spoke about his departure. Literally, the, the original word is exodus. They spoke about his departure, his exodus, which he was about to bring to fulfillment at Jerusalem. The real exodus. Who is the real Passover lamb? Yes, there was a lamb that was slaughtered. And yes, blood was put on the doorpost. And and yes, the angel of death passed over the people in Egypt. But scripture again, interpreting the scripture, the apostle Paul says, 1 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 7. He says, get rid of the old yeast that you may be a new match a new batch without yeast, as you really are. And then he says, for Christ, our Passover lamb has been sacrificed. Christ, that's the reality. That is the Passover lamb. That is the real exodus, being brought out of slavery, being uh, captive by death and devil and our own sinful flesh, and the real exodus occurring in the death and the resurrection of Jesus. He brings us out of slavery and brings us into uh, this relationship. He has redeemed us. He has, he has bought us. So yes, we are in bondage and slavery. We're delivered and set free from our captors through the death and the resurrection of Jesus. We're led and guided through this, this wilderness. We're aliens and strangers. We're protected and provided by God himself. And one day, Uh, we too will be brought into the promised land. So we can read these words again and see it both from a physical promise that God is concerned about his people in Egypt, but also uh, about us. So here's Exodus chapter 3, verse 7. The Lord said, I have indeed seen the misery of my people in Egypt. I have heard them crying out because of their slave drivers, and I'm concerned about their suffering. So I've come down to rescue them from the hand of the Egyptians, to bring them out out of the land into a good and spacious land, a land 
overflowing with milk and honey.